Hello and welcome. My name is Maitreya Wolf, and this is the Artist Soulful Living podcast. Here, we will explore the many faceted phenomenon of life with a capital L as a way of cultivating our consciousness and deepening evermore into the realm of soul. Story, song, poetry, curiosity, inquiry, and more will be our mode of travel, and I will guide our voyages in these holy moments of time together. I'm so grateful that you're here. So to begin, let's take a nice, long, slow, deep breath. As you inhale, come fully into your body and fully into this moment. And as you exhale, ground fully into your body and fully into this moment. Let your whole being come into a place of curiosity and receptivity and open your consciousness into exploration mode. My friends, we are set to embark. Are you ready? Here we go. I remember once that I stood on the shore of some land that felt solid to me. And it seems that somewhere along the line I was bustled onto a boat and the boat left that shore, but I didn't quite understand. I wasn't aware of what was happening. And then a storm came upon the ship at sea. And then I was very aware that the comfort of the known was far away from wherever I was standing in the moment. But the storm that was close. The unknown. That was close. The vastness of vulnerability in the midst of forces that I have very, very, very little power over. That was close. And now it seems that the storm has abated a bit. The water is still restless. The skies are still gray. But there's a pause now, and I'm grateful for it. Because now I can stand on the deck of this ship and take a breath and actually feel myself in this new space that I occupy And one of the things it does not bring to me is a sense of knowing what's going on. (laughs) That feeling feels very, very far away. And that feels like one of the deepest initiations of this moment is actually going into the territory of not knowing and sitting there indefinitely. These are some of the, the beginnings of my ruminations and my experience as regards this phenomenon of the coronavirus pandemic that we're all sitting inside of now, our great collective cauldron 
and our initiation. I believe that. I feel that. Though whether or not we will engage and embrace it initiatorily is another matter altogether. But I have some notes. I'll, I'll do my best to make a, make a clear path out of, out of the many, many directions that one could go here. So maybe it will be not so much like a wagon road as the path of a river that just keeps curving and turning and curving and turning and curving and turning. Though it's always going towards the sea, it makes a lover out of its entire journey through the land. So what we're essentially getting towards in this podcast is meeting this through the lens of initiation and coming into relationship with the magical possibilities inherent in this experience because they are very, very available. <clears throat> so, you know, there were whispers back when about something going on in Wuhan, China, which is, you know, unless you have a reason to know about it, something that, you know, the name the name had never ever crossed my path before Wuhan, China, and um, it got to be that there was a virus on the loose there, but it felt really far away, you know, and the Communist Party of China was, of course, containing information about it in the strict and totalitarian way that they do, so it wasn't really understood for a while that something was on the loose <laughs> but then it started to spread and now it has spread all over the world pretty phenomenally like it seems to me to have been seeded all over the world at once I don't know if that was intentional or magical or what but that seems to be what happened and um you know, then it came onto the horizon of the American daily life, and then all of a sudden, one day, lockdown became a word in our in our daily experience, and quarantine became another one, and social distancing is a term that we're using now, and now all of a sudden, because the authorities have told us to do or not do these things, we're staying at home if we have them and not touching each other and um, not gathering in groups and not doing events and not giving classes and not going to school and just not not doing life in the way that life relates to society and civilization It's fucking weird. Everybody has their own way of dealing with it, but for me, it's just fucking weird. And, and a lot. And it's interesting to see how people have responded to it. You know, within the first few days of uh, going out or gathering, essentially being forbidden, the internet exploded with 
classes and offerings of every kind from meditations to concerts to endless the endless array of opinions and perspectives about what's going on you know personal political social everything else you know the internet just exploded even for me you know it's just I didn't even have to have like the phone open or the internet on for it to feel like the world was just in a frenzy of compensation and it seems now that that you know that compensatory frenzy has abated a bit but as of now our entire social realm has been transferred to the digital and that's its own strange thing but it gives a lot of points of entry for relating to this phenomenon and it's pretty interesting to see what people are doing you know it's not I'm not going to comment too much on that but it's I noticed that it that it it has a tendency to amplify our base state you know my my mother shared with me a quote by Bruce Lee who said in times of crisis we rest on the level of our training we don't rise to the level of our aspirations and that really struck me quite deeply as I was having my own very turbulent response to the whole experience you know definitely swings (laughs) swings in, in the ocean's temperament are abundant at this moment um and they're coming more to a balanced state, but I think that's because the the crisis foghorn is not blaring so strong in our, our faces the way it was at the beginning when there was just such a frenzy to contain the spread, and then there was a frenzy to maintain any semblance of normalcy and any semblance of like financial viability for people. And it's been interesting, you know, to to notice one particular binary that I have traveled myself and that I see many others travel, and that's the binary of fear and curiosity, which I don't put as opposing forces, but I, I hold as relative, relative forces, you know, points on a pole that are bound by a, a spectrum of subtlety between them. And fear is really abundantly available right now because, you know, whatever the people who like to stay in denial and say everything will be fine will say or whatever the, you know, the Q party um, patriots say about how the alliance is liberating, liberating the collective from the cabal behind the scenes or whatever anybody else says. You know, totalitarian government is something that happens, like Nazi Germany happened, the Chinese Communist Party came to power and hasn't come out yet. And those things happen like they set their chessboard over the course of time and then, you know, in an opportune moment they make their move. And that is something that is very close to us right now, you know, is... Uh, a friend of a friend of a friend who's a French woman reported from her parents saying like if we want to lose 
or if we want to leave our homes, we have to print out a government form online and and take it with us and show it to whoever, whatever authority asks us for it, you know, straight up, papers please, Nazi Germany, shit. You know, in Serbia, I just saw a story that um, the the government had taken the opportunity to lean into its more totalitarian inclinations and has military roaming the streets and a 12-hour curfew and, you know, excessive fines or extensive jail time for people who break any of the social impositions, you know, the new laws put into place against congregating and touching and <laughs> traveling and everything else. So I don't, I'm not feeding into a fear about that, but that possibility is there. You know, that possibility is always there in the human experience for hundreds of years. Like there's just a part of the human experience that leans towards domination through slavery. And that part is well positioned at this moment to take power so that's something that works on my sense of well-being in the course of this. That works on my fear receptors in the course of this. This is something I have to sit with. And, you know, last night I was in meditation and I was accessing the rebellious warrior in myself who refuses to live in a security state beyond the crushing banality that we've already been experiencing like I refuse to comply and it hasn't come down to it where I'll have to stand that ground but I was touching that part of myself in preparation because that possibility is alive you know I had the vision this morning in another meditation that you know like this the the imaginal story I began this endeavor with but I had just been washed out to sea. Like I was sitting on the shore, I was just enjoying my experience, and then a wave took me and washed me out to sea far, far, far beyond depths that I could put my feet down or even see the bottom in, and there were sharks there in the water. And no, I hadn't been eaten yet, but that's something worth keeping an eye on and preparing for without obsessing over as I just work to slip into my seal skin so I can actually navigate these stormy waters with some grace. So, you know, in a moment like this where there's a radical interruption of the normal and all of a sudden our entire collective experience has been just impacted and altered immediately and completely it amplifies our base state because like Bruce Lee says we we sink to the level of our training we don't rise to the level of our aspirations so what is the level of our training you know what is the level of my training I'm really grateful that at this point in my life I've cultivated the capacity for deep meditation and magical, what I call magical meditation, which is essentially where we're going with this podcast. But bear with me as I continue to meander through the terrain. 
I am one of the many who have the privilege of treating this experience as a pause. And not, that's not everybody, you know, the, the whole social distancing mitigation processes, the, you know, the shelter in place thing is to have that be any kind of restorative or nurturing denotes a life of extreme privilege. I mean, there's an enormous global population that has no capacity to maintain the levels of hygiene being suggested that have no possibility of maintaining social distancing that have no running water or a room of their own you know there's plenty of homeless people all over the world there are plenty of people in violent homes who this is not a pause you know this is horrible there are plenty of people with you know young children who suddenly can't work and don't have child child care and the kids are suddenly not going to go back to school and so all of a sudden they have their their children and they're running out of money and there's you know you can't really go out your kids can't have play dates like this is not a pause for lots and lots of people this is not a pause you know for the cashiers at the grocery store who are there like behind plexiglass sheets with masks and gloves on this is not a pause but if you have the opportunity to receive this and engage with this as a pause then there's a gift there for you and I feel a responsibility there as well to utilize this pause in a beneficial way so what's beneficial for me, that comes down to engaging the magical potential. And this is something I'm actually really, really excited about because even though this situation is horrible, even though the pandemic, whatever we know or don't know or believe or don't believe about what this virus actually is and how it works, like something is moving through the collective and wreaking a fair deal of havoc and people are dying from it and I know people die from a lot of other things at much greater rates like gun violence and suicide and drug overdoses and domestic violence this is the thing we've paused for and Charles Eisenstein wrote a great article called um, essay he wrote a great essay called The Coronation in which he he says, you know, he pretty much nails it and says, like, of course, we don't stop society because of all these other chronic death-causing conditions. We stop society because of the coronavirus, because it's an external enemy that we can relate to through the lens of war. And that's civilization's jam is war. So here we are. <laughs> in the radical disruption of the normal, however we felt about the normal beforehand, and we have this opportunity to engage with the magical potential of the moment. When I say the magical potential of the moment, take a moment to imagine a shattered windshield. If you've ever... I hit a deer once 
driving in the driving at night and um I wasn't driving actually but I was in a car that hit a deer driving at night and the deer came up like and hit in the in the middle of the windshield so the the windshield shattered from the center outward the whole windshield was was shattered like you couldn't see through it anymore but the glass didn't come apart This moment feels that way to me. It feels like the container has shattered, but it hasn't come apart. And it feels like the energy, or I won't say like, I feel the energy that was in that container seeping out from those cracks. I feel that... Society's momentum being so utterly disrupted at this point, all of the energy that was trapped in the forms that that it was committed to, you know, the form of whatever business or commerce or the educational process or who knows what, just the forms that the energy was contained inside of, suddenly those forms have stopped, for one thing. They've come out of their pandemonium of motion and they've also cracked the way the windshield does so that the energy contained inside of them is leaking out it's liberated it's available in a new and different way and because it's been liberated from the forms of the known because there's such a collective experience of not knowing what's going on or what's going to happen, there's an incredible magical potential for tuning the field towards a greater possibility than the normal that we have left at this point. Are you following me? Get this. Manifest reality. 3D. Knocking on the table right there. Scraping on the computer. Talking into the microphone. The edges of my body touching the edges of yours. 3D reality is all an emanation from the vibratory field of creation. And that's not woo. That's what quantum physics is all about. So you can either sit in it from the spiritual perspective or you can sit in it from the scientific perspective, take your pick. But it's there. That's a fundamentally understood thing is that manifest reality, form, matter, is a progression of vibratory energy. So imagine this, right? You're out there in the the cosmos and you're just in in the darkness of space and everything is there. And space itself, which is the field, you know, that's, that's source, the field of creation, the field of manifest experience, that's source. You know, the field itself gets an impulse and starts to vibrate. And then that vibration begins to intensify. And it begins to move inward towards a center, 
towards a point of emergence, which you could call an event horizon between the unseen and the manifest world. This is essentially like if you've ever seen the the images of the Horsehead Nebula or any of the other nebulas, you know, the, the vast gaseous clouds of color and light in the in space. This is what I'm talking about. Like space is there existing and then all of a sudden it is impulsive to make a star. And so gases start to churn essentially and they start to magnetize towards themselves they start to magnetize towards the core and it compresses and compresses and compresses into a point and then something emerges from that point be it a star be it a life form whatever it is this is essentially like the imaginal realm of what I'm talking about and so right now we're in this place where all of this fixed form energy or all of this energy that had been fixed in form is suddenly liberated from its forms and we have access to it to use it like a creative tool for retuning the foundation from which our new expression emerges <laughs> are you following me? <laughs> this is intensely exciting. Because in magical work of the kind that I'm talking about, magical meditation, where you go into the source field and, you, and you're manipulating, essentially, like you're manipulating and you're tuning these frequencies to try to generate, or not try, but to, to generate a new frequency so you can generate new forms in the field. If the, if the energy is all trapped in fixed forms, that's really hard to do. But once the energy is liberated from fixed forms, it's malleable. It's gone from being a cup, which is hard to make another cup out of a cup that's already been made, back to being clay. You can make anything from clay. That's what I'm getting at. And that's the potential I feel that we're sitting inside of. That's the real invitation that I feel that we're sitting inside of now because I am experiencing in my own meditations that as soon as I come to stillness, I'm sitting in an enormously charged field. And part of that charge is the human response to the experience. A huge part of that charge is a human response to that experience. And there is an unbelievable amount of fear, confusion, Anger, desperation, discomfort, agitation, um, anxiety. Like the human field is a bit of a shit show right now <laughs> because people are sinking to the level of their training and most people haven't engaged in much training for anything along the lines of what we're meeting right now. So it's a mess. And underneath that mess... There is just this incredible, fertile field of, of just energetic soil. God, it's so available for use, for working with, for being with in the most extraordinary way I've ever felt. And I've used so much psychedelic medicine I've done so much meditation I've done so much peak experience fill in the blank in my life and I'm saying what we're tapping into now just what's available is so different and it's so profound and my my deep 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 
desire right now is that we'll actually recognize that, that the people who have the capacity to engage with the magical realm of possibility will actually do it and tune the field so that a different possibility emerges from this, not the totalitarian possibility, because the totalitarian possibility that is very well established in the life of the earth, that is a very available pattern. It's like an addiction, you know, like I've been working with my addictions over the last few years and I realized when I was young and I used to use, um, I used hard drugs for a long time when I was like a teenager going into my 20s and I quit them like cold turkey at one point and I thought forever that meant I wasn't, I didn't have an addictive streak in my personality. I was like, well, you know, I quit coke, like that wasn't a thing, you know, da 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 and then I get, you know, down the line to where I am right now like 20 years later and I'm like, oh no, actually I have a very very addictive personality my addiction just like it changes its focus all the time but it's essentially like part of what an addiction is it's like just leaning towards the established habit even though it's bad for me and the and the totalitarian possibility in the human experience that is a very established possibility that is an addictive possibility in the human experience because there are people who want power over other power and that's like a basic life force thing like here's a here's a life form over here that wants more life force than it needs so it goes and it tries to get it from wherever it can and one of the ways it tries to get it is through slavery and domination you know this is a well-worn path in our collective experience so in this moment when we are broaching that edge again but the field is so fertile with possibility for something else the magic workers have to focus and i do i say have to i say it's critical right now the magic workers have to focus and get in there and do that magical work to create the foundation for the emergence of a different possibility in our collective experience so that we actually so that we actually turn a corner towards the more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible. Borrowed from Charles Eisenstein again. Thank you so much. There is a more beautiful world that our hearts know is possible, and it is available now in a way that is unusual and unique and unprecedented and unexpected because status quo, the, the unbelievable freight train of momentum that the status quo had going behind it is suddenly just not there. It's a moment of extreme opportunity. And my deepest prayer is that we'll take it. Because we have to remediate the soil of our collective experience to make the shifts that need to be made right now so that all life can thrive and flourish in health and freedom. That's really what's available to us here. Otherwise, the old habit will just come back in a new outfit. Something incredible is possible here. Let's take the opportunity and do something incredible with it. We have the power, and this is the moment. Let's bring about the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. Let's bend our consciousness towards its cultivation on a magical level. And then act with that foundation intact. All right, that was a lot. 
I'm going to let that land. I'm going to share with you a song right now. It's called Humiana. It's a song of my own. <clears throat> it's from my um, EP, Wild Irises. And I'm going to give you this opportunity to just rest and let that all land and integrate. And then after the song, I have included the intro and overview for and then the actual practice of a meditation that is just one of the myriad ways that we can engage with the magical potential of the moment right now. Okay, so here it is, Humiana, enjoy, and then on the other side, I will see you for the meditation.
that is a song, my first ever looping song. It came from my, um, the, the piece, Humiana. Humiana, Hena, Humiana, Hena, Humiana, Hena, 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 I just had that part of the chant for a couple of years, and then I decided to loop it, and I just listened to the loop over and over and over again and started layering in parts and... I love its symphonic nature, how it starts so bare and simple and naked and how it just builds and builds and builds into such a rapturous symphony of expression and feeling. It's one of my favorite pieces. I hope you liked it. So I want to share with you the steps to this magical meditation. I guess we could call it um, the net, you know, the net meditation because I think of the concept, and I don't know the concept well, I just know the concept very basically of Indra's net, which is a concept from Hindu cosmology and mythology of every person being a node in the great net of interbeing that connects all life to all life and to the unseen realm. And that is the truth of the matter, whether we understand it or like it or want it or not. And that includes, as Mary Oliver says, the farthest reaches of the universe and the mud at our feet. And that includes also everything we despise and revile in the world, along with everything we cherish and hold dear in the world. We're all, we're all part of the same source, you know. And we're each a node in the net. So this meditation works with these basic principles. First is presence, coming into presence. You know, you come into the meditative state, you come to your, you know, cushion or wherever you are, and you find your way into the moment, find your way. What I consider to be under the mind, you know, a lot of people go into meditation trying to suppress or overpower the mind, and I'm like, if you ever wanted to waste your time, that is a great place to start. Go ahead and start trying to suppress and overrule your mind. My approach is to just come to presence and slip under the mind. Like, don't come into conflict with it. Just drop in deeper, which is not actually that difficult. You do that through the breath and through... Clear, focusing the attention so first you come to presence then you resource because you can't do any work until you are resourced yourself and for me that happens doing what I refer to as a tree of life meditation third is you clean house <laughs> and by that I mean like you tidy up your own energetic sphere first you know, you don't like sit down in the net with your chaos and pain and fear and frustration and everything else and, you know, just think good thoughts and send it out into the web like you're sending your shit out into the web, which the web doesn't need that, you know. So you get in there and you, you clean house, you clarify your own node first. And that might be as far as you get in the meditation. And that's actually fine. Clean house first before you try to suffuse the net with any 
different possibility. You know, like you have to be in the frequency of what you're sending into the net for this to work. You know, if you want to send one of the ones I've been sending into the net lately is stability. And if I go into this meditation and I cannot access stability, I don't try to send anything into the net. I just focus inwardly on cleaning house until I either am done with meditation or I've actually reached clarity. And then when I can actually sit in the, in the full-bodied feeling of stability, then I let that radiate out into the net from me. So once you've cleaned house, that may be your stopping point for the meditation, and that's fine. Like, focus on that. Clean house. Get your own node clarified, clear. The sin in and of itself is a deep magic, and it is a deep magic for the collective. It's a crucial, crucial work. But once you've cleaned house, if you're moving on, you're going to connect to the collective field. So you're going to envision the node that you are as nested into the net of life. And then from there, you will pour your clarified energy and intention into the net. Okay, so come to presence, resource yourself, clean house, connect to the collective field, pour the clarified energy into the collective field. That's the body of the meditation. To complete the meditation, you just draw your energy back in towards your center and root down into the earth exactly where you're standing. Make sure when you come back from the net that you're not bringing anything back into your node. Like, don't pick up shit out in the net. Be sure when you come back, the only thing that's coming back to you is you. And that's an intention thing. So, if you want to take it and run with it, go ahead. This is this is the point where you can do that. Um, you can skip to the end to hear the outro that talks about my work um, doing the art of soulful living as mentoring work, which I can do remotely. So, if you're interested in that, you can skip to the end and listen to that. And you can contact me through my website, mytreawolf.com, if you're interested in that. And if you want to actually do the meditation, then that's the next step we're going to go into. So, nice... Long, deep breath if you're staying. Get nice and comfortable. And here we go. Come to a comfortable seated position with your legs lightly crossed or with your feet planted on the floor beneath you where you sit on a chair. Your spine is nice and lifted. Your belly is firm but soft at the same time so your torso is nice and strong but it's not contracted there's ease in your body close your eyes and bring your awareness into your breath follow your breath down into your body and with every exhale just Release everything outside of this moment. And with every inhale, go deeper into your body.
in this moment at the beginning, just notice the quality of your energy. How are you feeling? How does your body feel? How does your mind feel? What's going on in your energetic realm? What are the qualities there? Peacefulness, pleasure, anxiety, tension. This is what I mean by qualities. Just notice the qualities as you continue to deepen the breath. Inhaling fully into the body. Exhaling fully into the moment. From here, let your awareness drop down into the body of the earth. Whether you're seated on the earth, in a building, off the ground, even in a plane, let your awareness reach down, 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 down into the body of the earth. When you've reached down into the body of the earth and you've accessed some ground there, then let the earth energy flow up into your body. As you inhale, draw that energy up. And as you exhale, let it permeate your whole body. And keep that taproot down into the earth as you draw that earth energy up into your body. Nice, long, slow, deep breaths here. From that place of rootedness, now let your energy move upward and into the body of the sky. Don't come unhinged from your rootedness in the earth. Keep your, keep your energy rooted in the earth as it also reaches up into the body of the sky. And you reach up, 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 up into the body of the sky until you feel some purchase there. And then imagine a crown of branches fanning out with all of their leaves open to that sky energy. And as you inhale, drink that sky energy into your body. And as you exhale, let it permeate your body. Five long, deep breaths here, imagining your crown open, your roots deep in the earth. You're drawing the earth energy up. You're drawing the sky energy down. And they're soaking through your whole being. Roots are spread deep in the earth. Crown is open in the sky. Body is solid between them. And just drinking in this cosmic and terrestrial energy and letting it fill you. Now imagine yourself contained in a sphere. That sphere extends all the way around the tree of life that you just established, deep in the earth and out in the sky. It extends all the way around your body. 
This sphere is translucent and filled with warm light. Your light, the light of your being. Inhale and explore that sphere. Inhale, find yourself inside of it. And as you exhale, feel all throughout the sphere. And this is the moment where you're cleaning house. You're going to clarify this sphere right now. So inhale, find your center in the sphere. And as you exhale, refine the energy inside of the sphere. Inhale, find your center inside of the sphere. Exhale, clarify the energy inside of the sphere. Fill the sphere with you and only you. And make that light smooth and consistent. Give yourself time to feel the entire sphere and make sure that it is clarified before you progress in this meditation. If this is the ending point for your meditation in this moment, that's fine. Just stay with the work of the sphere. Pause this and just stay with the work of the sphere. And when you're done, you can either turn this back on or you can complete your meditation understanding that that in and of itself is a huge gift to the field. Okay? Awareness in the body, in the breath. Locating yourself in the center of the sphere. Clarifying the energy in the sphere. And if you're ready to move on, we're going to move on to the net. Deep breath. Feel the interconnected net of all life stretching out in all directions. Front, back, sides, diagonals, up and down in all directions. The net of life stretches out from the node of your sphere. You are one node in this vast net of interbeing. Feel the net. To connect to the net the first time could be a bit powerful, uncomfortably powerful. So if you start to feel that, just tap back down into the earth with that taproot. Feel your roots spread out into the ground. Feel your sphere solid and clear all around you. Take a breath. Be brave and feel the net. In this place of connection with the vast net of interbeing, the net of life, let arise within you 
the energy of peace. How does peace feel in your body? How does peace feel in your mind? Let that energy of peace rise up and fill your whole being. And when it's there and it's clear, on an exhale, send it out into the net. Inhale, peace. Exhale, send it into the net. Inhale, peace from deep within your being, your own fundamental, unshakable peace. Exhale, send it into the net. Inhale, peace. Exhale, send it into the net. Inhale, peace. Exhale, send it into the net. And this inhale is deep and long. You feel your whole body with the breath and the peace is so strong. And exhale, send it out a great pulse into the web. Let it leave you completely a gift into the net of life. And now feel your node, feel your sphere, contained and solid and clear as you inhale into your center. You're sitting in the sphere of your own energy. And just sit there a moment. Polish the outside of the sphere. Just smooth the sphere down. Smooth it, smooth it, smooth it down. Make it all nice and consistent. Nice, consistent containment. Smooth your energy inside of it. Smooth it, smooth it, smooth it. And then let your tree of life rest back in to the center of your body. Let your crown soften down. Let your roots lift up. Come into full containment in your human body. And give thanks for the gift of an opportunity to serve. The emergence of a more beautiful possibility. 
pray that it's been a benefit to all life in only the best ways. Pray that it nourishes creation with beauty and love and tenderness and kindness and strength and power. Inhale. Exhale through an open mouth. Open your eyes. Meditation is complete. This meditation is just one of many possibilities in how to work with the magical potential of the moment. I am finding this meditation to be immensely nourishing for myself in my own daily life. And I feel the net really, really clearly. And I feel the net benefit from this meditation every time I do it. There are so many other ways to to harness the power of this moment. So if you have a magical practice or if you're inclined to cultivate a magical meditation practice, please, by all means, now is the time. If you feel like you want to contribute imaginally to the cultivation of a better world as well as physically, then by all means, now is the time. Because if we don't change the underlying frequencies, the manifest experience is not going to change. And that's what magical meditation comes down to. We have to change the underlying frequencies for the manifest expressions of our experience to change. And that is so possible right now. So possible. And it's so, so, so ready to happen. A new world is so ready to happen. So that's my offering for now, my friends. So many blessings to you as we venture through these strange and miraculous and demanding and highly potentiated times together. May you be well nourished. May you have your ballast. May you be able to find your roots in a moving field and may you be able to serve from the heart with the fullness of your being in in a most beautiful way. Thank you. Ciao. You have been enjoying the Art of Soulful Living podcast with myself, Maitreya Wolf, as your guide. It has been such a pleasure to share with you in this way. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with me. The Art of Soulful Living is my session-based mentoring work as well as this podcast. Weaving counseling, movement, meditation, and various healing elements, the goal of the work is to heal trauma, cultivate wisdom, and foster greater empowerment in your life. To learn more about it and to explore working together, visit MaitreyaWolf.com forward slash mentoring and fill out the contact form on that page to schedule a free 30-minute consultation. I am able to work remotely, so if you're not in Nevada County, California, but are still interested, do reach out. Things are possible. I'm also a performing musician, storyteller, and teacher. You can learn more about me and my offerings by visiting my website at MaitreyaWolf.com, where you will find recordings of my original music, videos, writing, and more. If you're interested in hosting me for a concert or another event, you can contact me through the site. And again, that's MaitreyaWolf.com. 
find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Maitreya Wolf Sacred Arts. And if you're interested in supporting my work, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Maitreya Wolf. There are so many ways to connect and your support means the world to me. I very much look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for joining me for the Art of Soulful Living podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out and please rate and share it if you enjoy it. Wings are made of a thousand feathers. I welcome you to be one of mine. More to come, my friends. Many blessings.